Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. How many love the Word? How many love the Spirit of God? Well, when they get together, you can get the power of God working. Amen? The Bible says that our faith would not be in the, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I tell you, I'd rather have the power of God in manifestation than anything I can think of. I tell you, it's a, when it gets to moving, when the Spirit of God gets to moving, and I trust that today will be no different. In your Bibles, you can turn to the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, we've not really started any new series on Sunday morning. Wednesday nights, we invite you to come, and we've been teaching on the, uh, the keys to the kingdom, what we call the gifts, the uh, armor, and the weapons of God. I've been enjoying teaching on that and enjoying uh, seeing people put that in operation. Amen? You know, you're all, you are an overcomer in all things as long as you exercise your authority. That's been one of the biggest deceptions of the devil in Christianity is to take the aggressive, how can we say it, the aggressive purpose of the believer away from the believer by telling them you don't have any authority. You don't have any power. God doesn't do miracles any longer. Uh, there's no healing any longer. Uh, if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost and you've received some goofy devil or something like that, thank God there's been generations that have come before us that have proved none of that's true. Amen. And we ride on some pretty long coattails of men and women that have proved God still heals, He still saves, He still delivers, He's still the God of the miraculous. Amen. And He is the God of the breakthrough. So we got to just stay with it, believe God, stand in faith, tell the devil he's a liar. Enjoy the victory of God. We should be living, listen, as believers called to live in these last days, we should experience the greatest life and the greatest lifestyle of any believers that have ever lived on the earth. More excitement than they had in the book of Acts. You know, I was... Uh, I, I communicate, I guess, uh, uh, Lord, I guess almost every day with Christopher Alam. And while he was in Tanzania, all the things that were going on, it seems like the anointing of God in his ministry has gone to a new level. They're reaching a particular group of religious people, and God is just showing up and showing out people that have been born blind, born crippled. I mean, just these uh, uh, amazing miracles, amazing outpourings of the Spirit. Well, God doesn't just want that in Tanzania. God wants that all over the earth all over the earth. And I believe we're living in a day and an hour in which if we'll press in, just press in. I believe God is looking for hearts that are hungry for Him to do it. Willing to pray and pay the price and enjoy the benefit of doing so. I don't want to be caught up in all the drama, what's going on in this world. I don't want to be caught up in all that. When all that gets worse and worse and worse and worse, I trust we'll be in a service every night worshiping, glorifying God, seeing souls come into the kingdom, seeing people born again, set free, delivered. Listen, if you ain't got a dream for that, what do you got a dream for? Yeah, right. Hallelujah. Did I tell you? Second Timothy. Now, let me, let me find it here. I've got a couple of translations I want to read. Second Timothy chapter 2, actually chapter 1. We'll go to chapter 1 first. I hate to lift it out like that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Verse 12 of chapter 1, 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 12. For which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Now, he's speaking of his, his being incarcerated. He's in jail, writing this letter to Timothy. He says, for which things I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. He knows it's because of his, his witness for Jesus. But now notice this. For I know in whom... I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. Now, isn't that, isn't that a great scripture? Let me read that in the, let me find it here in the Amplified. Amplified verse, uh, verse 12, is that what it is? Verse 12. I'll find it. I write too much in my Bible. I need to get a Bible just for preaching so I don't, so I don't mess up all these scriptures. Verse 12. Here it is. I'm looking in the King James. No wonder I couldn't find it. Amplified Bible, verse 12. This is why I'm suffering as I do, 
Still, I'm not ashamed, for I know, perceive, and have knowledge of, and am acquainted with him whom I have believed, adhered to, and trusted in, and relied on, and I am positively persuaded. Now listen, that he is able, that he is able, everybody say, he is able, that he is able to guard and keep that which has been entrusted to me and which I have committed to to him until that day. Now listen, faith in God. We teach faith from, I think, every angle you possibly can. The Word of God produces faith. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. We go through the Gospels. We look at all the people who by faith touched the hem of His garment, who by faith cried out, have mercy on me, who by faith just responded to Jesus and received powerful miracles. But you've got to understand, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He, listen, when you respond to Him, like the people in the Bible and the Gospels responded to him, he does not reject your response. Let me say that again. He does not reject your response. If you've ever noticed the areas in which the devil tries to attack your mind and speak into your mind, trying to create confusion, trying to create a depression, trying to oppress you with thoughts and ideas, one of the first things he'll do is say this, God doesn't hear you when you pray. I mean, that's one of his favorite phrases. God doesn't hear you when you pray. You're just wasting your time. You're spinning your wheels. I mean, you got up, you prayed, you you got up from prayer, and everything's still the same. No, it's not. No, it's not. Everything is not still the same. When you prayed, you believed, you received, God took over, and something's fixing to change in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Faith in God faith in His Word, faith in the Spirit of God that He's put in us and put upon us, faith in the covenant that we have that is sealed and written in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, faith in our prayer, faith in how we speak and confess the Word that God watches over His Word to perform it, and faith that God puts dreams in our heart and helps us fulfill those dreams down here on the earth. But you ever know sometimes you need a little help. Thank God, for, thank God for the Word of God and thank God for the Apostle Paul because he was not only an apostle just to the churches he was raising up, he's been an apostle to the church ever since he penned these letters to the church. I have a story not unique to me, but, but years ago when I was in Bible school, Brother Osteen, John Osteen, told us this story and he had read it in a Reader's Digest. You know how Reader's Digest always has these stories. And he said what's amazing about it It happened, this story happened in Galveston. Printed in the Reader's Digest, somebody wrote it, sent it in, they they printed the story. And it happened in Galveston right after World War II. Right after World War II, a lot of the technology they used in warfare, guys began to go back and use it to create everything from the garbage disposal to to, to the first vacuum cleaners, which were what they called canister. Anybody remember those old canister vacuum cleaners that were round and then they had a long hose? Well, her husband had just bought her one woman lived here in Galveston, just bought her one. Now, what was unique about their home is they had this little bird that sang, sat on a little, little uh, uh, perch and would swing back and forth. And in the mornings, expecting just sing his song, sing his song, sing his song. So she'd gotten this new vacuum cleaner, and she's vacuuming. She knows she did the curtain. She did the chair. She, and she thought, well, you know, I can use this to vacuum out the bottom of the birdcage. So she goes over to vacuum out the bottom of the birdcage and got distracted for a moment, and that tube went up there and whoosh, sucked that little bird down that vacuum cleaner, down into that canister. Well, of course, she panicked, you know, and she, she dug, in that, dug in that dirt and found that little bird, and sure enough, he was still alive, so she did everything she could do to dust him off and fix him up, and, and she put him back on the perch, and his eyes were kind of bugged out, and he kind of had this look in his eye, and the, as the story goes, he never sang again. <laughs> Amen. He never sang again. How many of you felt that way? (laughs) That the devil sucked you down a vacuum cleaner into a bunch of dirt and he's kind of stolen your song from you. I mean, if that's not happened to you, hang around. It'll happen sooner or later. But the good news is, no matter how far the devil sucked you down the vacuum cleaner, God's going to restore your song to you. 
because as the Apostle Paul wrote to us, we know in whom we have believed and we are persuaded that he is able to keep that which we have delivered unto him. You know, we've delivered that building unto him. We deliver these missionaries unto him. Lee and I, every week, we deliver the congregation unto him. Lord, we can't do nothing about these people's problems. All we can do is preach the word of God. You're the one that heals. You're the one that saves. You're the one that delivers. You're the one that brings the blessing. Listen, we have to have faith in God, and we've got to realize in those times in life where it feels like we've been sucked down a vacuum cleaner and we've lost our song, it is time to get it back and to get the anointing of God back into our lives so that we can move forward and not stay in a stagnant position. The devil does not want you moving forward. He does not want this church moving forward. He wants everything that has to do with Christianity. He wants everything that has to do with with, with the goodness of God and the proclamation and the demonstration. Listen, let me just say something about the devil right now. He's still as defeated as he was the day Jesus walked out of the tomb. Man, I've heard a couple of preachers get up and say some things I've thought, man, why don't you shut your mouth? You've got an international uh, platform to, to preach the gospel and you're up talking about everything the devil's doing. What the devil's doing in politics. What the devil's doing in medicine. What the devil's doing in social, uh, you know, social engineering. Who cares what the devil's doing? The devil's defeated. And just because his activity is increased. Now let me just say this. The devil is in a panic. Let me tell you why. It may not be why you think. This one minister I heard preach, he was given all the different things that ever since COVID has happened, that, that, you know, all these different scenarios and things that have happened, how they're of the devil. Well, I, you know, big deal. I'm not going to magnify the devil. Amen. I'm not going to magnify the devil. But we can't let, no matter how crazy things get outside the church, we cannot let the de- what the devil is doing be a distraction to us. But Satan, Lucifer, is in a panic. And it may look like on the surface that everything he's doing is working. He's doing this and he's doing that and he's initiating it. But his time, he realizes that 2,000 year uh, acceptable year of the Lord is coming to an end. And and in just a few short days or months or years, the church is going to be off the planet. And I've got seven years to exist. He's in a panic. He's doing things in a panic. He knows he's defeated and he's fixing to have the judgment of God come up on his world system. And he knows what that's going to do. And in the meantime, he's trying to suppress God's people, bring attack against the church. He's trying to quieten the voices of the gospel. But I got good news, church. What the devil plans to do always fails. I should have got a better amen than that. You say, why? Because what he's planned to do to you is going to fail in Jesus' name. He is defeated and Jesus is Lord. Now, I got to studying during the week. I, I, I had, had my direction to go. I'd been kind of meditating on some of these scriptures. But I got into, into 2 Timothy and a couple of, a couple of uh, uh, verses just jumped out at me. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to minister to him the way the Spirit of God ministered him to me. Go to chapter 2 now. We're in 2 Timothy. We were in chapter 1. Go to chapter 2. Look at verse... Uh, should have brought my glasses. Sometimes these lights, they put a glare on my Bible, then all my ink, blue ink, yellow ink, black ink. I'm going to learn how to use my iPad. I keep saying it. I keep confessing it. Verse 9. Found it. Finally cleared up. Wherein I suffer trouble trouble, uh, as an evildoer, even unto bonds. Now what he's saying here, he says, they're treating me just like a criminal. They're treating me just like a criminal is what he's saying. But now notice the next phrase. But the word of God is not bound. Now that one little phrase in that scripture can set you free this morning. Because there's no situation, circumstance, or problem that you're involved in in which the word of God is bound. You say, what does that mean, the Word of God is not bound? That means the Word of God has been loosed 
You say, what do you mean? Well, Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom there in Matthew chapter 16. He says, whatever is bound in heaven will be bound on earth, but whatever is loosed in heaven will also be loosed on earth. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he received the person and the power of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost has been loosed upon the earth Amen. to abide and empower. Now, another quick scripture. Let me find it here. Go to, let me get to it. I've got too many of them rolling in my head. What is it, 2 Timothy 3, is it 16? I believe so, yeah. 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture, everybody say scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction, instruction in righteousness, that the man or the woman of God may be perfect. A better word for the word perfect in the Greek is the word mature. Everybody say mature. That we would grow up. Everybody say grow up. Now I believe we're growing up into some things in the word and the spirit. It's going to be amazing in the days ahead. That the man or woman of God may be mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now look at that again. It says, now all scripture is given, notice the word inspiration. That is the word in the Greek, ruah. Everybody say ruah. That means all scripture of this Bible has been what? Breathed by God. It is the breath of God. Now you say, what difference does that make? The difference of that is this. Every time God breathes, life comes. Let me try that again. You might need to hear that. Every time God breathes, life comes. He created man, but he did not create man a, 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 a functioning physical body first. He made man a spirit. He made man in his likeness and his image. Then he formed a body, and what did he do to that body? He breathed into that body, and all three components of man came together, and man became a living soul. The spirit of man which God created, the body of man which God had formed, and then he breathed into it, and that life caused those to come together, and between the two, the soul, the emotions, the will of man, and the mind of man was formed just by the breath of God. When Jesus rose from the dead and had gotten from the Father the person and power of the Holy Ghost, his disciples were gathered together there in that room hiding for fear of the Jews. And the Bible says Jesus appeared before them and breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. The life of God, the Spirit of God went into them, abode in them, and then a few, months, a few days later in the upper room, the power of God came on them. Amen. Well, thank God for them, but we're here we are here today in the nasty now and now. But the good news is the Word of God is still the Word that has been breathed by God. Amen. As long as you accept it as a natural book, you're going to get natural results. But the moment that you decide, every time I read the Bible, every time I go to Island Church and have the Word preached to me, every time I listen to a podcast or listen to a series, every time the Word of God is coming into my information gates, life is coming into me. Light is coming into me. I'm being revived with light and with life so that the power of God and the anointing of God gets stronger and stronger and stronger in my life. Now, this morning, I believe it is the will of God to help some of us. If you come to church and don't get help, what do you get? What do you get? Amen? You go to a restaurant, you get fed. I mean, if you go to a restaurant and don't get fed, don't go back. <laughs> so I went back three times, still hadn't got a meal. Well, you know, that kind of... Anyway, we won't go there. But we've, had, we've made this statement for years about Island Church, and that is that you would not just hear about God, but experience God. And know that God is real. And you know, these simple scriptures that we just, three little scriptures just kind of touched on them, but you can feel not only the information of what's being said, because most of you are familiar with those scriptures, but you can feel the inspiration or the life of them. Once you get in the anointing of God and the Word of God begins to get proclaimed, that's a different atmosphere. And once that atmosphere gets ignited with expectancy, then people begin to receive. And when I begin to think about that little story, about that little bird, I begin to think about that this week. 
I had a little trip I had to take out of town and spend some time praying, listening to some teaching. And I began to think about that, 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 that little bird, uh, about what could you have done to help that little bird get his, his song back? Well, uh, it's the experience that stole his song. I bet that was terrorizing for that little guy to go down the tube of that vacuum and into that dark, dirty place and to think, this is, is this all there is to life now? That one experience, how, how quick could that have been from the time that little bird was sucked down that vacuum till she got him? I guarantee you it was probably a matter of seconds. And he was backing back up on the perch. But he'd had an experience. And see, that's what happens to us many times. We have an experience. And God wants to lift us up, dust us off, put us back on the perch so we can sing again. And we're just kind of, well, Lord, you know, I've, uh, I've lost my song. I've lost my joy. I've lost my, I've lost my peace. I come to church, and, and while the anointing's there, and while the presence of God, I, I'm happy and I have joy. But more, as soon as I'm on the way home, here comes, here they come again. Here comes the darkness. Here comes the gloom. Here comes the doom. Here it comes. And, you know, you reach over and you turn on Fox or you turn on CNN, or you turn, and here comes all the sewage coming out, coming out, and you start saturating in that, saturating in that, and next thing you know, you ain't got a song to sing. Listen, don't, oh, that's a good word. Thank you, Spirit of God. Don't let what's going on in this world be in competition to your spirituality. Your spirituality is so much more important than what's going on in this world right now. You say, well, this is wrong and that's wrong. It's all been wrong since 6,000 years ago. And it's not going to get fixed. But the good news is we're on the winning side. And in every scripture of the Bible, in every chapter, in every book, we win, we win, we win, we win, we win. And you're not going to lose. Psalms 92. Psalms 92. I believe it's verse 10. Let me find it here. It says, but my horn, verse 10 it is, Psalms 92, 10. But my horn shall exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Everybody say fresh oil. Now, I'm believing that this morning, if you're like that little bird that's lost something because you've had an experience, I believe God's going to restore you this morning. I believe there's an anointing here, there's a power here, there's a presence here to help you, for lack of a better term, get your song back. But now notice, David said, you're going to anoint me with fresh oil. Now, first of all, let's understand, David was in a different covenant, and the Holy Ghost doesn't get stale. So you've got to go back and you've got to study historically what that means. Now, if you, if you remember your, 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 your Bible study, back in the day in which, in which uh, God began to deal with the Israelites, the Jewish people, about the covenant that he was establishing with them as they left Egypt. He appointed a tribe, an entire tribe, to be in charge of the spirituality of Israel. They were called the Levites, the Levitical tribe. In that Levitical tribe, God gave special giftings. One of the giftings he gave was the gifting of the apothecary. The apothecary was the guy that went in and mixed all of the spices for all the different anointing oils. Those oils sat in the tabernacle. They, they, didn't, they didn't have a temple at the time. They had not moved into the promised land. But it sat in there where the presence of God is, where the power of God is, and that, uh, that oil was special. It was special. There was a supernatural element to it. If we were talking about David and how David got chosen to be the king of Israel, it was because of the anointing oil that Samuel brought and he brought it in a sealed container and he would hold that container over each child, over each son. And when the Holy Ghost melted that wax in that container, it poured out on David. And everybody knew that's the smell of the king. The apothecary was so good at what he did, there were different there were different anointings for a priest, for a prophet, for a king, so that before they ever got there, you knew they were coming. Smell that? Yeah, the king's around here somewhere. No, I'm, I'm not kidding you. The king's around here somewhere. He smelt of the king because of the apostles. Now, other nations didn't know that. Israel knew that. That's our king. 
I, he's not here, but I can smell it. He's around here somewhere. He's on his way. He'll be here soon. Same thing of the priest. The priest is around here somewhere. How, can, how do you know? I can smell. Smell that? There's a, there's a, there's a smell. There, God was using a sensual uh, a sense, the sense of smell, to help people identify who people were. That's the king. That's the prophet. That's the priest. That's why those oils were so important back then. But honey, when you got filled with the Holy Ghost... You got an anointing, not from the apothecary of Israel. You got something from heaven itself, and it put a brand new odor on you. I'm telling you, in the spirit, you smell like victory. In the spirit, you smell like health. In the, in the spirit, you smell like prosperity. That oil is all over you. You are saturated with that oil. The enemy's trying to talk you out of it trying to tell you it's not real, trying to tell you it doesn't work, trying to get you apart from it. But the good news is God has seasons of time in which he brings a refreshing of what? Fresh oil onto the believer. It's not that the Holy Ghost gets stale. We get stale and we need a fresh touch of the Spirit of God on our life to raise us up, strengthen us, and to put us back on that perch and give us our song back. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, one thing you got to be willing to do, you got you to be willing to let go of the experience. You say, what experience is that? Whatever one it is that stole your joy from you. And, boy, there's a bunch of them out there today that you can line up in whatever line you want to and explain why you're down, why you're... Listen, one of the most visual testimonies of the glory of God in the days ahead, is going to be the physical, tangible joy upon the countenance of the believers. When outside the church, the countenance of the world is going to be cast down. People are going to be walking with their head down. They're not going to have any song in their heart. There's not going to be any joy. They're doing the drugs. They're drinking the alcohol. They're making the money. They're doing it all, and there's no joy. And then all of a sudden, they pass by Island Church, and there's a bunch of people with their hands up shouting, and the glory of God's on their face, and people are dancing in the Holy Ghost and shouting and giving glory to God. Listen, there is a, there is a high that this world knows nothing about, and that is the presence of the Most High. And it's time the church come back under the influence of it. It's time the church makes a decision. I don't care how long I was in that vacuum cleaner. I don't care how long the trip down the hose was. It doesn't matter how dirty I got. I'm cleaned up. I'm back on my perch. I'm fixing to sing my song. <laughs> Amen. The devil's not going to steal my victory. He's not going to steal my joy. He's not going to get my peace. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm prosperous. I have my breakthrough. All you got to do is shout, rejoice, and thank God. And I guarantee you, out of heaven, he's going to pour fresh oil on you. Glory to God. <laughs> We were, in a, <laughs> we were in a conference in uh, Shreveport, Pastor Sam Carr's church. And it was Pastor Sam's night to preach, and he got up and preached on joy. And he preached on joy. It seemed like the more he preached on joy, the matter people got. <laughs> and he has a unique way about him. I, I, he's, I thank God he's my friend, amen, not my enemy. So we're standing there kind of just staring at him. I'm sitting on the front row, and we're all just kind of looking at each other like, man. So he gets up, and here's how he closes, his, here's how he closes the meeting. He's standing there, and he goes, this is the sorriest bunch of joy I ever saw in my life. And everybody was just kind of terrified, you know, like. And way in the back, a little lady stood up and screamed, I got joy! And when she did, the Holy Ghost just hit that place. And people started receiving. That shows us right there there's a great resistance 
in the spirit realm right now. The demonic realm, the devil himself, principalities, they don't want you full of joy or Oh, they want you down interceding and praying all serious. Oh, we got to bind the devil. Gotta, no, God wants you full of joy, full of peace, excited about life, moving forward in that which God has for you to do. And listen, the devil does not like it when you're full of the joy of God, when you have fresh oil, when you're moving around in public and everybody knows, what is up with these people? Don't they know what's going on? You can tell them this. We do. We know. We got a little inside information that puts a smile on our face and a skip in our step and puts joy in our heart. And no matter how many vacuum cleaners the devil is building for the church, it does not matter. We've learned how to overcome the suck. Amen? <laughs> That'd be a good book, wouldn't it? Overcoming the suck. <laughs> Glory! I think just this group here got that, you know. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, my goodness. You got to see when you're a minister, you got to be careful because you get to a place like that and the devil starts putting thoughts in your head and you got to, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. Amen. But some of you here this morning, it's just in the past few months. I mean, you've, this stuff has kind of gotten to you. You ever, you ever, you ever had things that just kind of get to you? Just kind of like, what, what can happen? I mean, you have all this international stuff. Then you have this national stuff. Then you have this local stuff. Then you have this personal stuff. Amen? I mean, it's like you're in a vacuum cleaner's factory, you know? I'm like, oh my God, what's next? What's going to happen next? I mean, it's just, hey, there's never been in the world system more doom, more gloom. We could get up here and rehearse all the buzzwords of all the different, you know, variances in this and that, and oh my God, you're all going to die. The problem is you got too many believers falling for that. But David says he's going to anoint me with fresh oil. I guarantee you, he was probably going about the affairs of a king. And he probably figured, you know, I'm getting a little stale. I haven't had any oil on me lately. And he knew the source of the oil was the Levites. And he had to go to the temple or the tabernacle at the time. The temple hadn't been built. They were still in the tabernacle in David's day. And I guarantee you, he went in there and began to request of the, of the, of the Levites, I need, I need fresh oil. I got some kingly stuff I've got to do. People need to know the king's on the way. People need to be able to tell when the king's in the room. And see, there's a presence on you that you're not aware of. It's not a presence that touches the, 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 the nostrils or the ears or the eyes, but it's a presence that radiates out of your spirit. It is the very life of God that's on the inside of you. And the enemy wants to come and suck you into circumstances and situations and beat on your head and, and, and your life. And next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, I just, I need these breakthroughs. I need these miracles. But let me tell you something. Your faith, your peace, and your joy is not measured when you're in the victory. It's measured when you're fighting from the victory into the victory, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, your joy and your peace is measured when you're in the fight. When you're in the fight. Anybody can be peaceful, peaceful when everything's going all right. Anybody can have joy when everything's going all right. But man, I'm telling you, when the wheels fall off your joy wagon, when everything begins to go wrong and the government and the medicine and, and you name it, I guarantee you in the body of Christ, God has not gotten up off the throne. Jesus has not left his right side. The Holy Ghost has not left you. He's in you. He's on you. So you just need to cry out, God, you're going to have to touch me today. You're going to have to do something to me today. It looks like you did something to that preacher. Why don't you do something for me? Amen. Why don't you? He'll do it. He'll do it if you'll ask him. If you'll lift your hands and ask him, say, Lord, I'm ready to sing my song again. I'm ready to shout again. I'm ready to magnify God again. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want my shout back. I want my run back. I want my joy back. 
Frank at? Brother Frank, get up there on the keyboard. Now lift your hands and worship God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fresh oil. Fresh oil from heaven. Fresh oil from heaven. Fresh oil from heaven. Fresh oil from heaven. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Now, I know there's people here right now. You're right on the verge of depression. You've been fighting it. You're, you're, you're like, you know, I can feel this stuff trying to come on me, and I'll fight it off, and it'll try to come on me. Fight it off. Because the best way to describe depression is darkness. Like a dark shadow will come over you. And a lot of people right now, I don't have time to go into it. I listen to a, to a program, very reputable researchers, nobody that would be considered conspiracy theorists or anything like that. And they went back and they began to uncover the social manipulation that's gone on in our society for over 100 years. And how after World War I, a group of, of doctors, psychologists, and psychiatrists were commissioned with a simple task. A simple task. Many of the men that came home from World War I were what they called shell-shocked. That means they had been in combat, there had been an enormous amount of artillery and weaponry fired over them, and it kind of just disconnected them from life. So they were commissioned with, with finding out how can we treat these men. So they began to learn how to manipulate emotions. They begin to learn how to manipulate people's feelings. They begin to learn how to manipulate people's ideas. And just about every part of our social fabric today has been manipulated by that, originally that group of men that came out of that. And they, they were just given a simple task to help shell shock soldiers. Every intelligence agency in the world came out of that. CIA, the Mossad, the KGB, the, the, what is it, the, the, what's the British, the M5, whatever they are, they all came out of that. So everything from Hollywood, everything from, it, it, it infected everything. Everything. They talked about, this is interesting in this report, they talked about how these psychologists and these doctors in the early 60s met with the Beatles and talked to the Beatles about their music and how they needed to how they, what type of music they needed to begin to project, how they began with these little simple little songs and, and you know, how everything was kind of happy and kind of cool and, and everybody, they had their little haircuts a little bit. And then by the time they got to about 1967, it had all changed. That was all, a, that all, that was all planned out. In the midst of that, we have to live unaffected by all that garbage. That's why Jesus had you born again that's why He put His Spirit in you to break that hold of the world over you. So if you keep going back and drinking of that, you fall back under its influence. That's why the depression tries to come. That's why the oppression tries to come. But listen, if you're here today and you're one of those ones that say, I'm telling you, Pastor, it's all I can do to fight this depression off. I want you to lift your hands right now. I want you to lift your hands and I want you to begin to thank God for fresh oil coming upon you right now. I want you to begin to thank Him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the fresh oil from heaven coming down on me right now. I am not of this world. I am not of this world. I am a child of God. And I am not going to live manipulated. I am not going to live controlled. I am going to live in the freedom that God gives me by His Word. If you continue in my Word, then are you my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we worship you. We acknowledge your presence in this place. We thank you where there's a need in your family. Your provision is always released. Now as we wait on you, Lord, expecting in our hearts that exactly what you've said from your word, 
that that fresh oil, that fresh anointing, that new touch of the Spirit of God, it'll begin to come on us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Times of refreshing. Just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Come on, get filled fresh and new right now. Get filled up with the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Father. We glorify your name, Lord God. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise God. Rob, I want you to come for just a moment. Come here. Thank you, Jesus. You know, God, God, God has called you and anointed you in a particular ministry office. And it's, it's coming, coming close to time where well, you're going to have to obey God again. But God wants you to know that the very reason He sent you here was to tool you up with anointings and giftings and gifts of the Holy Ghost. Now, tell me if this is not true. The Spirit of God will begin to move around here. Your heart starts pounding. Now, that is a sign right there that there's a gifting of God on the inside of you trying to get out. Trying to get out. Now, that pounding in your heart is the Spirit of God. That's the Holy Ghost. When His presence comes, it's teaching you something about the move of the Spirit. For as that anointing comes, and see, that'll go away one day and it'll be replaced by faith. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, you just have to experience that because I experienced it myself. We're back in the early days of ministry. These great anointings. My heart would just pound out of my chest. Goosebumps. All, that, that, that hadn't happened to me in 30 years. You say, why? Because you learn to operate by faith. But God starts you out. I can see the Spirit of God all of you right now. Lift your hands. Father, right now, now that anointing that abides and that anointing that empowers, let it come together now. The gift of God reactivated. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fresh oil. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Now, I know a couple of things in the natural, so I'm just going to say what I know in the natural, but I'm going to tell you some things by the Spirit. Uh, for Captain Paul and for George, it's like, it's like the adversary has built walls in front of you that cannot, it just seems like they cannot be pierced. It seems like, now see, I know some things in the, in the natural, so I know, but in the Spirit, it's like the enemy is everything God says okay I want you to do this and you step to do it and it's blocked and I want you to do this and it's the end the Lord wants you to know all of that is fixing to fall all of the listen here's why you've not given up you've stood strong and what you thought was going to happen is going to be exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think quit laboring to try to get it to happen just start worshiping God. Just put your hands in the air. Open your mouth. Begin to worship. 
Get your joy, your song back, whatever you need back. Get it back right now and those walls will literally disappear. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. It's a season of breakthrough. It's a season of breakthrough. It's a season of breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father. Never give up on the provision of God. Never give up on the provision of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Father. We glorify your name. Blessed be. Blessed be. Blessed be. Blessed be. Shipate ke te moto sota ne moto. Sipara te sora bata soke te moto sota ne moto. Shikele me de sora bata sapata sota. The Bible says God sits in the heavens and laughs at his enemies. The reason he laughs is he knows the outcome. Amen. And I'm telling you there are times when you just have to laugh at the devil. There's times we laugh for joy. There's times we laugh because the anointing. But there are times you just got to say, devil, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 devil. Think you're going to steal my healing? Think you're going to steal my money? Think you're going to steal my song? Think you're going to steal my joy? I don't want anybody to raise their hand or to acknowledge this, but I'm just going to give it out and then we're going to pray. There are several here, a couple that I know in the natural, some that I don't know. But your job is that there's a threat of you losing your job. I don't know where you work or how you work, but there's just a threat there. of, And that's, that's coming to a lot of places here in the next few months. I know that by the Holy Ghost. The good news is, you're not going to lose your job. I said you're not going to lose your job. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we bind the tyranny of the devil. Men are just puppets. But we bind the tyranny of the devil that would try to steal employment, years of experience, the favor of God and the blessing of God. We say no in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Yeah, I'm just going to give that. The Spirit of God says, there are people in this place that I will hide you. I will hide you from the eyes of those that think they have authority, from the words of those that perceive they might have power. But you will be hidden in a cleft, in the rock, Christ Jesus. And it's just as if Jesus walked on the brow of the hill and they positioned themselves to do him harm and he turned and walked back through the crowd, untouched by that which the devil desired to do. Fresh oil, new anointings of protection, new anointings of safety. New anointings of provision. Oh, put your hands up. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I could do this, but I want to do it right. Praise God. Put your hands down just for real quick, real quick. If you've got a message in tongues, wave your hand at me real quick. Praise God. Go ahead, Miss Ella. Well, now quit looking for something normal in an abnormal world. For your lives have changed. Everything around you has changed. So let the change on the inside, which I have initiated by my word and spirit, let it come to the outside. 
And you'll begin to become those overcoming believers that the Word of God has always called you. And you'll begin to see victory after victory after victory where the enemy have stood up and said, no, you can never come into this. This is my area. This is my place. You'll say, no, Lord, we'll boldly, we'll boldly bind the enemy, go into his camp and rescue people out of hell itself. Therefore, begin this day to recognize and realize you are living in an extraordinary time, an extraordinary time, and the opportunities shall multiply like you've never never seen before, and the Spirit of God shall come upon you, refresh you, and anoint you for your work, for your profession, for your education, for all that God has for you. Be not afraid. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, and you shall live that overcoming life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. You love the Lord? Stand on your feet, if you will. Father, we bless your name. Lord, as we leave, Lord, according to the Word of God, which you've given us, which is life and light, we appropriate the power of that Word for protection and safety throughout the coming week. In all of our travels on the highways, airways, seaways, railways, any other way of travel or transportation, we declare your protection and your safety. Lord, in the righteous labor of our hands, we know we have so many diverse careers, jobs, and businesses. Thank you that every one of them are protected. We bind every strategy of the adversary, any accident he has planned, any, any destruction, evil plans of wicked men or the devil himself, we bind and stand against in Jesus' name. And we thank you in the righteous labor of our hands. We are blessed and protected. Every business blessed. Every man and woman blessed in their job. Given bonuses and raises and preferred because the favor of the Lord is upon them. Father, we thank you also. A stirring in our own spirit. The fire of evangelism. That we would go forth from this place recognizing and realize we have the answer. Let us be a blessing to people, a problem to the devil, and a miracle in someone's life. Lord, as we leave today, we walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We walk in love toward one another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.